Fort! Welcome back. Uh, this is episode two in the Missing Links podcast. Today we're joined by myself, Joe, the Axeman, the Butcher's back again, and Ed, what did you decide your name was on the, from the last podcast? Uh, self-claim, self-claim, Captain Hook, like that. Mm-hmm. That's a new one. I like that. <laughs> or or Boomerang good. Boy. Captain Hook, yeah. aka Boomerang Boy. Captain, Cap- Captain Hook. I like, we'll, we'll go to Captain Hook. I like that, Ben. Yeah. I've been calling you that for months. Have you? Yeah. I haven't even noticed. (laughs) And uh, today's podcast, the second one, as I said, is all about Shropshire, where we all originate from. You'll notice that we do not have our fourth member, Matthew Lee. He is currently engaged on a tennis court, coaching tennis, which he does full time, uh, but sends his regards and wishes the podcast community well. Um, so as I said before, today is all about Shropshire, and for those of you who don't know about the county of Shropshire, it's nestled on the English-Welsh border on the, its western side. On the east lies the second capital city of England, which is uh, Birmingham, uh, just up the road. We go all the way down to south of Ludlow, and then we go all the way up north past Whitchurch, I believe. And it's one of the largest inland counties, um, quick fact for you, or hopefully a quick fact that is true. Um, but today we're going to discuss Shropshire and its 27 golf courses. And I say 27 because that's all I could find on uh, golfshape.com's list of 27 Shropshire golf courses. So there we have it. Shropshire's a beautiful county. You should visit. Great places to go. Shrewsbury, Ironbridge. I sound like a selling travel guide here as well. Uh, but it's also got some fantastic golf courses, which is the purpose of why we're here today, is to discuss those golf courses. I'm going to ask Ed to guide us into the first topic of today's Shropshire Golf Podcast. Ed, take it away. Yeah, so Shropshire, uh, amazing county. We've all been born and raised here, so um, very much a farming community. Lends itself to the, the very scenic views. Um, some of the courses you go up towards the west, you're up at like Oswald Street, you can overlook, uh, you'll be overlooking um, the Welsh Hills, um, even potentially on a sunny day, looking over towards um, Snowdonia National Park. Um, so yeah, lovely views everywhere. Down towards um, the South Shropshire, you've got Ludlow, which is built on uh, Ludlow Racecourse. Um, so you actually play, uh, it's an inland links course that's um, built around and across the racecourse, which is gorgeous um and yeah so there's uh, loads of variety um loads of scenic views lots of water um ben what, what's your take on the courses in Shropshire? yeah as you said a variety is, is is huge in Shropshire, um considering it's it's inland and um and uh fairly hilly it gets a good it gets a good range you've got courses like you say ludlow flat inland links uh, fast, dry, good conditions, uh, and you get places, uh, for example, Church Stretton up in the hills, uh, playing at an altitude where the winds are the winds are either your friend or uh, your enemy. So there's a good a good a good range. Um, all sorts of uh, all sorts of ground um, played on. I, I think Oswald Street is is renowned for it being well kept with the ground it's built on. Uh, I know Ludlow is built on clay, so that also is uh, is, is is a good um, a good course to play all through the winter. There's options for you. You're never going to be short somewhere, somewhere to play. 
<laughs> bit of geology there, Ben. I like it. I like geology, that. yeah. Well, yeah. we'd ended up at geology as part of this podcast, not me. Hey, hey, oh, we're all in place. And do you know what? I don't actually think I could name a poorly kept course in Shropshire. I think that epitomises the quality of the Yeah, course. I mean, there's... Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, the winter, I think anywhere you go in, in the country or the world where they get cold, harsh, wet conditions in their winters, you're, gonna, you're never going to get the same quality as the summer. Um, but that's taken into account and maybe just going off, going off the summer conditions to good conditions. They're, they're all of a good enough standard to go enjoy playing and you're never going to come away from a course here feeling like you've been, you know, missold some quality because you, you tend to get it, don't you? Absolutely. No, no, I completely agree with that. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, no, I think Shropshire's great. It's got good variety. Um, and like you say, very, especially throughout the summer, we, we all, uh, we all playing good old running trainers or some, uh, or some leisurely trainers rather than proper golf spikes. So I think that sums up, although there have been a few occasional misses or should, should I say like swing and a slip. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, like I think that that lends itself to the, the quality yeah. of the courses. So, I think um, last week was the well, this was it. Yeah, sort of this week was the first week in almost a year and a half. I'd say that I put spikes on. I think mm. I've been playing, playing in trainers for well over a year. Um, what what spikes do you felt the need to get those out of the garage until yesterday when it was you know not yesterday sorry this week when it was torrential rain. So that, yeah, that, like you say, that goes a lot to say about the conditions. And, and just uh, on a selling point, what spikes to use? What would what spikes do you recommend? Well, I wouldn't say recommend them, but the ones I've got are some Adidas. Uh, I can't remember the name of them, but they are Adidas. And you know what? They're bloody comfortable and they keep your feet pretty dry. Um, so uh, I think when I bought them a few years ago, my feet might have grown the old size since. So when I bought them, they're probably a bit big, but nice and snug now. And uh, it does make a difference. It's one of those things. I think it's a neglected piece of golf kit. Some good shoes, depending on where you're playing and um, and the conditions. So I would uh, something I'd recommend as well. So I definitely get overlooked. I think you're right, Ben, because I don't. I've never bought a pair of golf shoes. I don't have a pair of golf shoes, but I know they're there. Or well, part of the reason they exist is for a certain level of stability. Now, anybody knows mm. me from the the tennis world, as Ed does, and I suppose now the golfing world, as Ben, you do. I'm quite light on my feet uh, in general. And I, I actually, I push off a lot from the, like the balls of my feet and I don't sit back. And I think I lose a lot of stability and I end up lifting my head. Ed knows this from tennis. So I think that's something that I actually need to invest in to make sure I can actually sit on the ground because I jump. Yeah. Even when I hit, take some golf shots, I, I think I jump or I lift to yeah. some degree. But yeah. yeah. Your yeah. centre of gravity. It's hard, it's it's hard, hard to transfer that. weight if your feet aren't. Yeah. What are you going to say, Ed? Sorry, Ben. And I was going to say your centre of gravity uh, sits well above a lot of other people's. So, uh, yeah, like toppling, toppling over is, is a, an all too common occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I think you're right. But no, I think I agree. I think I'm going to invest in some shoes as well, especially coming into the winter now. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Back, back to structure. Uh, there we have it, Ben's. Invest in a pair of golf shoes. Top tip, this week's top tip is, yeah, invest in a pair of golf shoes. You don't have to spend a fortune, but they'll be, you'll, be thank, you'll be thanking me, trust me. You'll be thankful for it. 
Apologies, chaps. I think my wife. Your wife. We'll roll on. Okay, moving nicely on. F favorite golf course? That's a good Go. topic. I'll lead off with that one if you don't mind. I've <laughs> got to say. Oh yeah, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm going to reconnect. I would, I would, my heart. Go ahead, Ben. It'll reconnect. You, you just get yourself. Sure? Okay. Okay. And whenever you're ready, mate, you know, whenever you're ready, whenever it suits you. Um, favourite golf course, yeah, for me, hands down, uh, Ludlow Golf Course in, in South Shropshire. Um, one of the few inland links courses I think I've ever played. And I think it's probably the only inland links in Shropshire, as far as I know. I could be wrong there, but it's the only one I've come across anyway. Uh, like I said, built on clay, built on a, on a race course, um, very flat. Um, not the longest course in the world, um, but it's but it's fast, uh, especially in summers. It's it's hard, um, and if you're, I mean, if you can get the ball on the green in red, that's diff a difficult thing to do because it's key, a, keep, keeping the ball on the green, uh, and if you get it on there, it's trying to uh, judge judge the greens, and they're that well kept that they're rolling. I mean. You know, you get people judging the judging greens on stint meters, and I, I'm not too familiar with it, but I know it would be high on there because they're, they're quick rolling greens, um, and that makes them all the more enjoyable, I think, because you, uh, you you trust what you see, and they read well. And if you do something wrong, I think you can you know about it, and and it and it punishes you for that. Um, but it's a brilliant golf course, um, just different. I think that's why I like it. Um, you haven't got all the hazardous trees that put you off your tee shots. But uh, to counter that, if you land in, in the heather and the ferns in between, you're not getting out. So it's uh, it's a good one. It's a challenging one. Um, and again, I think you know from what I know, it's a fairly reasonably priced golf course. I think summer summer twilight tees sort of fifteen pounds for eighteen holes, and that's probably a, a sort of a standard rate I'd say for for twilight tees in in Shropshire. Um, family who play there and have played there a couple of times over the last few years, and I absolutely love it. I'm definitely keen to go back. In fact, I'm playing there next Sunday. I'm playing the next Sunday. Um, brilliant golf course and, and easily, I'd say, my favourite. What about you, boys? Good, good question, Ben. Um, and for me, because I, I suppose uh, me and Dad have come to golf relatively late, so a lot of courses we played this year are new to us, um, and we haven't played around the country at all, so our baseline is quite low. However, um, for me, the best course that I played this year and so far is Hawkston Parks. Hawkston course. I like the championship course, don't get me wrong, but the Hawkston course in terms of general aesthetic and beauty of the landscape that you're playing within is just second to none, particularly next to the Follies on the, was it 10th, 11th, 12th? Yeah. Uh, mm. those, those, those holes are just absolutely gorgeous. I've just looked it up as well and it's a grade one listed landscape. Um, which is, well, um, is fantastic. Secondly, whilst it is difficult as well, particularly for an amateur such as myself, um, there are opportunities to, to, to make op pars, uh, bogeys, keep your score relatively low, uh, because it is quite open um, for the most part, which is, is quite good. It's very lush. You're not getting some terrible... Uh, roughs on the side that you're going to lose your ball in mm. obviously there's the occasional water feature where you go and do of course lose your ball i think is it the 12th where you tee off the par three over 
I think the, the whole 11 that goes through it. And then there's that water feature or moat around the hole itself that you try and hit in. Was it the 12? I forgot what number it was. Nine. So that's going to be the 11th hole. 11th hole. Okay. So yeah, the 10th. I think, I think it's the 11th hole. Okay. So the 10th kind of comes under it and your tee box pushes back. Sorry, no, Carl, Joe, sorry, you're right. It's the 12th hole. Uh, yeah, okay. 12th hole. You my instincts were right. Okay, so the 11th comes underneath, uh, and then the 12th, your tee box, you, you, yeah, you start out there and you try and pitch it onto this um, moat-surrounded green, which, to be fair, I think we've all done every single time we've played okay. Yeah. Like, I don't think any of us have played terribly. Mm. I mean, you shanked one, Ben, I remember I that. I think any of us more than, more than a single bogey. Yeah. Um, but, oh, that was one where... Um, Cap, Captain Captain Hook made made the green right on the on, yeah. off the tee, yeah, and, and and three others didn't. Yeah, is that I'm just just checking I've got the right hole. But we did chip chip on. Uh, that must that, that was someone else there, I think. <laughs> well, else. I suppose going back to your your pricing thing meant, uh, as well. Then we this summer spring slash summer haven't found it to be ridiculously priced, have we? Um, Hawkston around there for. Twenty-five pounds or less. Yeah, um, and that's on the weekend, which is a staggering. Yeah, yeah. And if you catch it in good condition, I think that's a really that's a fantastic price. Yeah, um, and that's it's a friendly course as well. There's a great club slash bar to go to after you've finished. Yeah. Some good bacon sandwiches, uh, good coffee. Generally nice people in there that I found so far. You get to see a few exotic sports cars. A good range. As well, let's not forget the range that they've got yeah. there. That was really nice. Um, it feels like a very good club. It would have been an interesting scenario to have like been in their academy from a younger age if I'd been playing golf uh, when I was younger. But um, no, for me, I think that that they've produced quite a few good golfers over the years. Yeah, no, I think that takes. What I know, they've produced quite a few. Uh, the, the old player Ash, Ashley Chester's is a is a, a lad there who plays on the European Tour now. Um, whose home club is, is Hawkston Park. Um has done pretty well in the past. So I think, yeah, the, the courses like that are going to produce good players, I think. Yeah. No, it's um, it a very nice place to be. Good setting, great environment. So that, that, that takes it for me. Ed, what about yourself? That's good. I, I, I um, agree with both of you, too, actually. Both great courses. Um, for me, I'm going to have to look towards Ascot, for me, my favourite, I think. Um, closely followed by the championship court. Um, I like both the Hawkson ones, but I, I do like the championship one. Slightly wider fairways, bigger water features. Um, but I also, I do like Ascot. So that's been like one of our, I guess that's slightly close to home for us. So that's one been one of our um, places to go in the, in the week. So we've, we've regularly done, been there, done like a, a Wednesday, Thursday evening at Ascot because it's close by. Um, yeah. So we have played there a few times, but I just think it's really picturesque. Most of the times we've played there, you're looking over the Stratton Hills, it's quite high. Um, so you are looking down and across quite a lot, which is which is lovely. Um, and I I don't know, a golf course that has probably my favourite holes in the course are like the back five, um, yeah. like the last five holes. And yeah, yeah, it's just something to look forward to the whole round, um, yeah. which, I, I, yeah, which I think is great. Again, like lovely. There's lots of like water and um, you know different 
all sorts of terrain to negotiate. Um, plenty of rough as well. So it's, I don't think it's the easiest, of course. It, it, we've played it a few times, so um, perhaps it is slightly easier. I don't know. What would you say, Ben? I think the first, first nine is fairly tough, in my experience anyway. Like yeah. I said, it's tight um, and it's uh, a lot of elevation to muck around with. Uh, yeah. I think it's the third hole you're losing probably at least 50 feet, maybe even more than that. I could be way off there, but it's, 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 you're, it's changing your distances a lot and you've got to be a good player to know how to um, adjust for that, I think. Then, the, then you've got the what, what are there, third, fourth, fifth hole coming back up again. If you land short on that approach shot, um, you're, in a, you're in a whole world of trouble. Um, so I think it's a very, I think the first nine is a difficult golf course, but I enjoy the back nine a lot. It's a bit longer. Um, yeah. And I think with longer, slightly wider holes, you just get a bit more room to play better golf. Um, maybe not better golf, but you've got a better chance at perhaps playing more straightforward golf. And I think when you're trying to get better, that's probably more helpful. I think yeah. it's a good thing to play hard courses, but the ones that give you more opportunity to play, to play straightforward shots, I think they'll make you a bit better, in my opinion. Um, but like you said about the looking forward to the 18th, that's quite a good topic. Is um, 18th holes maybe and, and uh, best 18th hole in, in Shropshire maybe it would be would be a good question. Um, and ask it would be right up there, 200 yards to the water, yeah. 250 yards over the water maybe. Do you go for it? Do you lay up to again another what 50 foot elevation green which is tight yeah. um, bunkers up bunkers either side. Um, yeah, I think you forget how interesting of a hole that is and um, nobody wants a hole where they could be having a brilliant round and they need the last hole to keep them in it um, to be faced with that when you're trying to shoot a good score that's that's tough mentally and physically I think um, I think it's a couple of times there I've been on for a decent score and want a better word crumbled at the last because it's, oh, it's a bit daunting you did didn't you definitely plays with your mind I think so yeah. it's a good one to bring up, Basket, because it gives you a gives you a lot, and yeah, that eighteenth is a tough one. That is seventeenth as well is a tough one. Um, a couple of tough holes. That, that's yeah. quite an interesting so, uh, point, then that you mentioned that, like the eighteenth scenario, because uh, it just reminded me the other week when we were at Hawkston, uh, and we'd already played the championship course. We were sat outside in the bar area mm. uh, next to the eighteenth on the uh, Hawkston course. Hawkston, yeah. And like, like the way I, like for example, the way I was pitching in uh, or chipping in rather from about hundred yards out and slicing so much at the moment, I would have hit everyone in that bar area. Yeah. Like that, that's yeah. tough. With people there, that is, that, that adds. Mental yeah. Well, you'll recall a few months ago when we last played the Hawkston old course, uh, fortunately, we were playing, I think, in my mid-afternoon on a fairly bleak Saturday afternoon to the clubhouse. In fact, this may not have even been open at this point because of uh, COVID, but um, I sliced a... Oh, you did? We'll say pushed. I pushed a shot um, and hit a uh, an old slate roof just shy of the cafe. Um, having walked past four hours prior to that, a couple of Maseratis, um, it was definitely a... Uh, what do they say? Heart, stomach in your heart, in your stomach, stomach in your mouth. I don't know whatever this, whatever the phrase is. That was a bit of a uh, gut wrenching moment. So I know what you're saying, Jared. So that's definitely a mental, uh, mental challenge. Um, not, a, I don't think it's the hardest hole in the world. The 18, oh. either 18 to Horsen are pretty straightforward golf holes. Yeah. With, um, with, yeah, with a, with a uh, clubhouse full of 
full of uh, big bald blokes drinking pints, you don't want to put a golf ball in there, that's for sure. <laughs> no, you don't. Not one Probably bit. Like Saturday afternoon beer. <laughs> Not one bit. And actually, just on that, that point, Ed, it just brought up a topic in my head uh, about best value for money on, on some of the things because we've already discussed it briefly. What was, is, yeah. um, was our Scott, what was that in the evening, Twilight? 15. 15. 15 pounds. Okay, so yeah. 18 holes 18. after 4 p.m. Yeah, so I, just in, in terms of yeah. value for that's money. Like, I think that's post four. Yeah, so in terms of value for money, and I was just going to bring this up as well, Aqualate, which is located just next to Newport in Shropshire, is, I think it's 15 pounds or 16 pounds for unlimited golf. That's amazing. Right. Like wow. for the day. Yeah, for the day, basically, you can just keep going round. And what they do is it's, well, it's nine holes, but the second nine is essentially different tee positions. But for that value, it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And there's a range there, and there's a club pro. Um, but I suppose that's actually... A, um, that's, a, that's a fantastic practice, obviously. Definitely. To go and play as many holes in there as you want, you know. That's really good. Really think about what you're doing. No, it, it, that's, that's a great deal. And as you say, it'd be great for learners as well if they were to bring someone around with them. But, um, Ed, I think we were going to go into... Think uh, about how good that could be. Say that again. I was going to say, think about in terms of practice and, and development, you're playing a course which is 18 holes, but the greens are twice, uh, twice round the same. Yeah. Um, the different tee positions. You're, you're going to get the benefit of having played a green once and playing it again, I think you've got a really good chance of putting in a good score there because you're going to know how they're, how they're working. Um, you might get your eye into the undulation and the read. Um, and if you're going around a second time, irrespective of the tee positions, if you've got that um, nine holes experience over those, you could, that, that could be an opportunity to A, get a good score, but B, um, drill in some stuff and learn, rather than learning something and then implementing it a week later on a green two hours later playing the same green again and learning from your mistake, that could be a really good, um, I'm having, you having said that, I'm quite keen to go and give that a try. Yeah. That would be, I think that'd be a really good way to uh, drill some stuff and learn. I think you'd really enjoy it. And actually that's where I scored my second high or second lowest score before I played Neil Brace mm -hmm. uh, with you lot the other day was mm -hmm. I went 17 over at Aqualate, which blew my mind because that was the lowest I'd ever been. And then mm -hmm. before, obviously we played at Neil Brace. Uh, we'll get into that in a bit because I just played off the charts. Uh, I was bloody amazing. But uh, yeah, actually, Ed, what were we going going to go into next in terms of um, was it Danny from? I forgot which bit we were going to go. Yeah, into. well, I was going to say best value for money. That was kind of so. This was the other part of my favourite course was um, I was going to bring up with meal brace, and that is purely just for the value for money, value value for money. Um, Seven pounds mm. in the week, and uh, I went with with uh, with Granny. Uh, the other day, um, nine pounds on the weekend as well. Prime time, we played Saturday morning, nine pounds for 12 holes. And, yeah. um, yeah, my gran has played at quite a few nice courses, and she said that the greens there are kept as well as, if not better, than some of the courses that she played at, which are very expensive to play. So, um, yeah, I think meals up there on, on, the, on the value for money scale. Um, the other one, which is a bit more of a, a native course for uh, Joe, is the Horse A. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, so Horse A is another municipal course, so run by the council. Um, and instead of it being Shrewsbury, which is Mill Brace, uh, it's Telford and Reeking Council who run Horse A. And for an 18-hole golf course, 
Um, prior to COVID, it was, I mean, it was pretty cheap anyway. I think it was, it was like 15 quid-ish. Post-COVID, it, it went up because they needed to have the staff on there to, to check everyone and whatnot. Uh, they were very hot on that, as you would imagine, from a council's perspective. But what it is, is a, it's actually, it's built on the site of landfill as are a lot of courses. Um, and that's actually where we're gonna get into with some of the courses that my dad's actually designed as well uh, from quarries and landfill that we're gonna do in the at some point. Just dropping that in there. My dad designed golf courses. Uh, very poorly <laughs> as he says, but, um, but yeah, horse hay, there's a lot to offer. The, the, the first side is called the reeking side. And I would describe it to some degree a bit Lynx-esque. Um, there's a lot of heather about the place as well. Like it was almost like sometimes you might consider it a Scottish course, you know, on the east side of Scotland that you see some of those those, those course videos from. Mm. A bit like that. It's very interesting. The grass that sits there, because again, it's built on a um, landfill site. It doesn't grow green uh, particularly well. It's got, kind of got this very beige kind of look to it, which is a bit in uh, Lynx-esque, um, as I said. Um, and then the back nine is, is called the Telford side, which is the complete opposite, much lusher in general. But the rough, as soon as you get off the fairway, the rough is horrible. And like the amount of balls that I've lost on horse hay golf course is, is silly, is stupid. I remember that. I've, I've, I've been there with you before and I remember that rough being horrendous. It's horrible. Like you, you, you cannot find your ball whatsoever. There's literally no opportunity to find your ball unless you keep it relatively straight. Um, which isn't us. Which is which is <laughs> well, it, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, but yeah. So actually, are they the only council courses that we know of in Shropshire? I think so. I think they're the only ones I know of. Um, I've, I've, pl I've played the, I've played a couple of municipals in the world of all places in Liverpool. Uh, I have family up there, and we used to go hop on after hours the Lynx courses there. And this was a long time ago, but I again I recall them being good enough golf courses you know I, I don't ever remember thinking god this is crap or poorly looked after yeah. um i remember really enjoying it and i was a bit younger then and not as experienced so maybe now i wouldn't think the same but but um i don't think i've ever played a municipal course and thought and not enjoyed it you know ultimately it's still around the golf and i think if you're playing a course which is maybe not the conditions that you would like to be playing on well you know you that's what you pay for and and you maybe get the benefit of the pressure taken away i think if you if you pay 25 30 pounds for around a golf you expect yourself to play really well yeah. you expect yourself to uh, enjoy it a lot you expect yourself to come away with something you know you, you want to get more from that experience and you expect the course to be really good but if you're paying a, a smaller premium to pay a course which is uh, you know made probably probably a little bit easier um and not as well kept then at least you haven't got those expectations for yourself um to go on and, uh, and 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 blow your own mind in terms of golf, you can just go on and play steady. And if you come away crap, then you go, well, it was a crap course or, or whatever. I think it's less pressure for yourself. I definitely, I definitely put the pressure on myself to make my money's worth when I'm spending more than a more than you know a little bit to go play golf. But um, that's so, sure. so what you're trying to say there, Ben, is that if you play on a uh, a cheaper course, you've got an excuse for when the round doesn't go as to plan, right? And when you don't, when you don't yeah. go. When Correct. you don't go around in 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 scratch, that that that's the Correct. reason. Of course, just wasn't. Up to I wasn't going to say that, Ed, but since you have, yeah, that's that's what no, it that's is. Yeah. Right. We understand that we've all been there. We've you know, um, 
Let's just tap into the enormity of what I achieved last week at Meal Brace uh, Municipal Golf Course in terms of a score. Yeah. Ed, you weren't there. You weren't present. So you didn't see what was probably the best you, you might yeah. see me play. Ben was witness to it. I went, was it seven over through 12? Mm. Seven over through 12. I'd... And the only difference was when we were playing Hawks in the week before, the range, I, I did a full take back. I think I felt stable, actually. That was another thing. I felt stable when I was hitting. Um, and I, yeah, I shot seven through 12, uh, seven over through 12, which is the equivalent of maybe 11 over a full round, 12 over for a full round. Which is silly yeah. for me. Very, very good score. Which is silly. Fantastic. But I think, those, as you say, those courses allow you to potentially achieve those feats. Um, and then I went. That's straight. true, but you've got to remember that they, like I said, they're not they're not the best kept. The greens don't. They might, they might be. They're not bad greens, but they don't read well. I don't mean. Yeah. I very rarely play a course where I feel like the greens read well, and that's especially true at municipal. So to actually, in all fairness, you could swing it both ways. I suppose you could say it's a bit shorter. There's only there's only twelve holes. Four of them are par threes. That allows to get a better score. Or you could say actually. The greens don't read very well. Um, the rough isn't fantastic. Um, yet you've still gone and got a really good score. So you can swing it both ways. But I, I don't. I don't think it's less of a feat to score well there. I don't think. Having said that, I've scored my best rounds there. But I think I've played there a lot. So I think maybe that's that, that's dependent on who you are. But um, but I don't. Think, I don't think that should take away from the score, Joe. Thank you. No, I, no, I, I agree with Ben. I wouldn't say the roughs are bad there though. I'd say the rough's pretty good, although I'm comparing it to horse hay now. Joe's reminding me of horse hay. And nope. genuinely, it's like walking across the like top of the moors um, mm. when you're like mm. trekking completely off off path and off trail. Um, like it's up to your knee, thick grass. So it is tough. Um, tough, but interesting. So, um, yeah. Um, so that mm. moves us on nicely to the last kind of topic was is the uh your favorite clubhouse Ooh. what is the best clubhouse you think like there is in Shropshire I like that best clubhouse and it's well, important to note this is probably one of the most yeah. important factors of golf is if you can get a good point afterwards yeah. it's as important as the round I think for every amateur golfer, because nine times out of ten, you're drinking your sorrows away right after the round. You're going, well, yeah, I was plus 30, but, but I was shit. Just give me a beer. Just give me a beer. Yes, if that, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Best, I mean, okay. I've fair. got a quite a straightforward. I've got to go for it. I, I, I have to say that it's Hawkston, um, because, like we say, I don't know any other courses which give you which put you quite so close and quite so vulnerable to a slice on the 18th um so that whole risk reward kind of thing is great yes you're having a nice pint you might get a golf ball in the eye socket the next minute which is quite fun it's quite exciting um so uh, but it's a nice very brand very new bar they do, they do good food they've got good beers on there and you can sit on the veranda or the balcony wherever you want to call it and uh sit and watch people take seven or eight shots out of, out of the greenside bunkers. So that's pretty cool. And it's a little reminder that maybe you're not so bad after all, seeing other people do the same thing. Having said that, the last time we were there, we saw about six blokes play immaculate bunker shots to within a, a dustbin lid of the, of the hole, which uh, depressed me more than anything. Um, but I'd have to vote for Hawkson on that front, I, I think. 
And a child. We saw, we saw a child, didn't we? Absolutely. Well, he missed his <laughs> He was a child. He, he, had like, yeah. he acted yeah. like Billy Big Bollocks when he walked up, but then he, he missed the first one. But the second one was really good. Like, <laughs> the second one was amazing. That one was absolutely clutch, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so, yeah, so fair yeah. play to him. I think Ben, I'd, I'd, have to, I'd have to agree. But similarly, similarly, uh, Henley, the balcony that overlooks the first tee, um, I really enjoy that, uh, especially on a summer's day when we were there last. Uh, I'm in a drink, looking out across pretty much how many holes? One, two, three, four, maybe four, five different holes that just set back into the landscape. That that gorgeous, was cool. gorgeous course as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic course. What about you, Ed? Mm. Uh, no, Henley's definitely up there. Hawks and fantastic as well. Um, perhaps we're a little bit blindsided by. There's several that we've been to more regularly than others um, and eaten at. But um, I think Ascot is another one that's great. The the clubhouse sits, was it after the 9th and the 15th? You go past the clubhouse. So um, last time it's we were there. Clubhouse. Yes, it is. Um, uh, yeah, last time we were there, we um, were pretty, pretty thirsty, needed rehydrating. So we got three pints or four pints of beer to to keep us going. Um, no, it, uh, yeah, Ascot's great as well. Um, yeah, no, I do, I do. I think that, I think they're all pretty good. So no, that, that is, I, I think, I think that's, those are a good selection of, um, clubhouses. Um, uh, finally to finish, uh, obviously we know there's 27 golf courses in Shropshire. What course would you most like to play that you haven't played and why quick 30 seconds to finish? Okay. I'll go first. Church Stratton, purely for landscape and visual aesthetics. And I just like taking Instagram photos and or B-roll video footage for our social media channels. That's it, no more. Unbelievable. I back that. Gosh. Ben? Uh, I'd have to say Os Osletry Golf Club. Um, only re reason being, I know plenty of blokes that, that a couple of guys who are members there, plenty of blokes who played there and all have just not a bad word to say about it. Um, the condition, I don't think I've ever spoken to somebody about golf who's from Oswald Street and they've not said, oh yeah, but it's in such good condition all the time. So I actually want to go and see if that's true uh, and give it a go. And yeah, I've heard brilliant things about it. It doesn't strike me as the most amazing course, the most exciting course, I have to be honest. But from what I've heard in the reviews, I don't, I don't think I've heard of another golf course that's better reviewed. So I'd, I'd have to say Oswald Street. Excellent, agree with that, that's another good choice. For me, this is a slightly controversial one. Uh, I think we've had this conversation before, but it's not Shropshire, but Lannan Manor. <laughs> it's not Shropshire. Technically, it's North Wales, all right? But Lannan Manor. <laughs> no, it's a, that's a anything with the, Anything with the beginning of the double L is not in Shropshire, Ed. Yeah, 100% definitely is not. Um, <laughs> no, but on a serious note, in Shropshire, it'd have to be the Reekin. Um, uh, it is the Reekin mm. Club, isn't it? I think that's the yeah. I've heard some great things about it, um, perhaps slightly more on the pricey side. Um, but yeah, I've heard some fantastic things about it. Again, I think it's pretty picturesque. Uh, the Reekin is one of the many hills that are in Shropshire, but it kind of sits on its own um, and looks across Telford and Shrewsbury. Um, so I imagine that there are elements of this involved on the golf course. So you get some quite nice views. Um, but that's, I don't really know much about it. I've just heard some very good things. So, um, And it's also pretty tricky i think and pretty undulating from what i remember could be wrong though but um 
Yeah. No, but I, I think we have summarised um, summarised Shropshire's golf courses pretty well in that chat. Um, so uh, hopefully that will be of some use uh, and of some interest to the readers. Um, any closing remarks on golfing in Shropshire? If you could summarise it in one word, what would oh. it be? Oh, good question. Glorious. Lush. Humbling. There you go. Glorious, lush, and humbling. That is how that is golf in Shropshire. Um, so yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks again for watching. Um, hit, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Um, keep in, keep up to date with uh, everything we have. Um, all, all the new podcasts. We'll be talking all things, um, all things golf, am, uh, amateur golf. Um, all things amateur golf. All things amateur golf. Absolutely. Um, that's what everybody wants to hear about. So. Um, but yeah, thanks again for your time and for watching. Um, take care and we shall see you in the next podcast. Oh, I was just going to add Ed as well. See you in the next podcast, but the social media handle, the Fantastic Four as well. Oh yeah, don't forget. We're still stuck. We're, we're, I'm a bit rookie at this. Yeah, social media handles below as well. Um, ben has just demonstrated where it is on the screen. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I've done that traditional. Damn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks again. Take care and we'll see you next time.